0: And yes, God, we applaud you today. We applaud you for the beauty of who you are. We applaud you and praise you for the joy that you send our way, the joy of human love, the joy of community, the joy of your beautiful creation, which caused us to live in the fullness of life. Take us now to the center. That place where you are, that place where joy is strong and cannot be touched by outward circumstance. Thank you for this moment, for this place, for your people gathered here, for your word and for your love. We give you thanks. Amen. All right, God, what in the heck are you up to now? I mean, what do you think you're doing? Who are you Anyway, why this? Why now? God, aren't you finished with me yet? God, what is it with this fear? What are you going to do with that? God, what is it with this destructive anger? What are you going to do with that? And what is it with this Perfectionism. What are you up to, God? Today in the book of Job, we see these questions and more. What was Job feeling after being betrayed by his friends, after losing his family? What was Job feeling after calling out to God and finding God absent, and then when God does show up, God doesn't offer comfort. God offers questions. So what's going on with all of this? God, what are you going to do with this now? God responds, I waste nothing. There is much that we may not understand. There is much that may not make sense. But God wastes nothing. Sometimes we experience mourning and suffering and grieving in our lives because of choices we've made that lead us to that place. And yet God does not waste anything, even when it seems like we've made some choices that have led to waste. God uses it. Sometimes we find ourselves in a place of grieving and suffering and mourning because of the choices of others. We didn't choose to be in this relationship, this situation, this experience. It's projected onto us, and yet God wastes nothing. God uses everything, and sometimes we find ourselves in a place of fear or grief or mourning because that's just the way life works out sometimes, God didn't cause it. God's not manipulating. God's not putting us through some kind of test. The test comes to us. But in those moments, God wastes nothing. God takes the experiences. God takes the situation and meets us there. We may not feel God's presence But God is at work. God is at work in ways that may not be seen. God is at work in ways that may not make sense. So what's God up to? If we're present, we may just find out. We may see that God is up to taking our fear and healing it into sensitivity. God may be taking our anger and healing it into a renewed passion, taking that energy and transforming it into potential. God may be taking that perfectionism and healing it into a sense of holy responsibility that offers a new model for our world. God takes all the stuff that may not make sense to us and transforms it into God's own work. God takes all the stuff of life and creates the possibility for joy. If you look at our scripture today, you'll see that Job comes to a place in his life where he discovers a deep and abiding joy. It's a joy that comes through his mourning. In this scripture, you'll see that all that Job lost apparently was replaced. Ends up with three daughters and seven sons. He ends up with twice the property and the possessions. He ends up with this long and wonderful life. Now, the reality is that's not how the story was originally written. The editors got to the end of the book and didn't like the way it ended, and so they put a happy ending on it. Most scholars agree that the book of Job actually ends with verse 5, which says, formerly I knew you only by word of mouth, but now I see you with my own eyes. But let's just say that the editors were actually right, and Job did get all this stuff replaced and ended up with more children than he had before and lived 140 years. Let's just say that really happened. It still didn't replace the daughters and the sons that he lost there was still a place in his heart that no one could replace. So even if he began to regain what he'd lost, there was still the loss in the morning. So where is the real joy? The real joy comes from the real relationship. The real joy comes from seeing that God is at work in all the apparent places that seem empty. God is at work with a deeper joy. One of the questions that comes through in the book of Job is what's the difference between joy and happiness? Happiness is what ends with the hangover. (laughs) Joy is that abiding place where God dwells that lasts through all seasons and all times. Joy is that strong place that cannot be moved by circumstance. Joy is the center. So what happens with Job? What is God up to? As Job becomes present, what we see is that Through his mourning, Job comes to a place of real faith. Looking at verse 5, you'll see it on page 2 in your worship folder. The scripture says, Formerly I knew you only by word of mouth, but now I see you with my own eyes. It was only at this point that Job was actually able to see God face to face. It was Job's suffering and his friends and his circumstances that led him to a place where he owned his faith. It wasn't what had been passed down to him. He had a faith that was now refined by real experience and real life. Sometimes we do not know what we believe until our beliefs are tested. Now, God, again, wasn't testing Job. Life was testing Job. But through the test, Job came a place of looking God in the eye and seeing who God really was. A God strong enough to be that place of joy. What is joy? It's the divine dance inside of us when our faith becomes real. I'd like you to hear this reading by Wendy Wright, a spiritual writer. And as you're listening to this, ask yourself, when was the last time um, God tickled you?
1: Joy is the divinity dancing in us. Of what does God consist? Often we think we've cornered God, named God, found god in the theories and affirmations that we make we know god as order as domesticated piety as what is encapsulated in formulas slogans dictums and disciplines this is the holy we say walking the clearly defined boundaries between church and not church sacred and secular good and bad, clean and unclean, believer and non-believer, solemn and frivolous, worthy and unworthy. God, however, has a way of tickling us in the places that we least expect it. And depending upon how open we are to being surprised, tricks us into laughter, or finds us shrinking back in a righteous outrage at being tickled when we are not in the mood. There is so much more to our lives than we are able to capture in our orderly attempts to get it right. It is there where we begin the dance, where infinite arms grasp us, where we begin to step and sway with the rhythm of a grace that abounds and astounds. The dancing savior leads us into a suffering which is both infinite love and infinite pain. We surrender to the music muscle by muscle, nerve by nerve, until we are the dance. Joy arrives when divinity dances in us.
0: Isn't that just like God coming up and tickling us when we're not in the mood? Isn't that just like God coming up and putting her arms around us when we're just trying to brush our teeth? Isn't that God who comes and sits right next to us when we're trying to just get to the next place we're going, driving in our car? Isn't that just like God coming up and waking us up when we're ready to nap? But she's everywhere. She's here now. He is calling us to a true and deep faith, to listen to her voice, to smell her perfume, to go places we couldn't imagine going before, and He's giving us the courage to do it. She says, learn from it. Use it. No, you didn't make this choice, but this choice is before you now. So come on, dance live. What happened with Job? Through his tears, he was called to a place of faith and deep joy that was no longer defined by those before him, but defined by his experience of the now. God was in his now moment. That was joy in the morning. Real faith. So what's God doing here? Calling a real faith and Yet God's not finished yet. God is up to more. If you look at verse 42, 10, you'll see this line. Job prayed for his friends. What we see here is joy comes in the morning as Job becomes present to pray for others. He was sick of his friends. They weren't there when he needed him. They were full of nothing but accusation. He had every reason to walk right out of their lives. He had every reason to forget them. They had let him down. What did he do? He doesn't disown them. He prays for them. In this scripture, we see that God can lead us to a place of authentic relationship, God can take our relationships and make them healthy and whole. Some relationships are kind of like this. We meet, we get closer and closer. At some point, we become entwined and enmeshed. It's still feeling pretty good because we're connected. But then what happens? You can't move any further. You're enmeshed, you're connected, you're entwined, but you're stuck Take a moment, just put your fingers together like this and see what that feels like. So often we find ourselves in this stuck place. And that's where Job was through much of the book of Job. They're telling him who he needs to be. They're telling him what he needs to do. They're trying to control and define the relationship with them and also with God. God. There is no movement there. There is despair. There is depression. There is that sense of stuckness. It happens in workplaces. It happens in communities. How do we get out of this? You can't move. There's no freedom. You're bound, confined. Well, when Job looks beyond himself and prays for his friends, despite what they've done to him, the movement's like this. There's still the connection, but they're not entwined. They're not enmeshed. They're not suffocating each other. In fact, their relationship becomes a prayer. What was inward and confining becomes outward and opening. It reaches out to the world. So what happens with Job? His mourning becomes a prayer. His relationships become a prayer, a free and warm movement. Relationships that are like this, there's no room for anyone else. Relationships that are like this, they open to others. They gather in and they free. Relationships that become a prayer. There's more going on here. God is not finished yet. If you look at verse 42, 15, there is a line that could easily be missed. And Job gave his daughters and sons equal shares of his inheritance. Job lived in an extremely oppressive society. He lived in a society where women were considered nothing. Women were considered property. Only the sons were given the inheritance. Only sons were worthy of inheritance. Women were defined by who they were in relationship to to men. What happens here in this scripture is that Job looks beyond himself. He looks at his own suffering. He sees where God has led him. And he creates a new day by offering inheritance to his daughters as well. So joy comes in the morning as Job becomes present to justice. This is an incredible moment in biblical history. A moment that is oftentimes overlooked. And yet we see here this deeper call. Morning, it calls us from a movement inward to a movement outward. Outward to a real God. Outward to real relationships and outward to real justice. Yes, it is a dance. And yes, it is a song. So, what is God up to today? God's not finished with any of us yet. But the one thing we have in common is that God is calling us outward. How do we get there? By being present and seeing what God holds for each one of us, individually and as a community. This relationship, it's a dance, and it's also a song. So what song is God singing in you today?
1: I am a song sung forth by God. The song begins. I am hummed by God. Intricately written, precisely put together in measures and notes, in rhythm and rhymes, I am formed. On sheets of lined paper, the grand musician creates Am I a waltz, a concerto, a cantata, a hymn? Will I be played out in a great philharmonic hall or whistled through the fields of a Texas farm? Deep within the very soul of me, I am played by unseen hands. I am the harmony in a love song only God knows. Singing of me with the abandonment of self, I play out the mystical music of life with Christ.
0: So what song is God singing? What is God up to? What's God doing today? Have you been tickled lately by God? Or pinched? Or drawn? Have you been sung lately by God? God? Have you become God's jazz song? Have you become the dance? Have you become that divine place beyond suffering and beyond mourning or through suffering and mourning where God gets real, where we get real, where we look into each other's eyes and we see God in each other, Christ in you, Christ in me, above us, behind us, the body of Christ coming alive living a new life in a new place, getting up from the ash heap to live fullness, wholeness, and holiness. Who are we? We are the body of Christ. And we know that wherever we are in life, there is a hand ready to be held. The one next to us, or perhaps it's God's hand, and we're just called to realize it a real faith, real relationships, and real justice. That's what God's up to. Let us be present together. Amen.